A reading from the book of Sirach. Now, now will I praise these godly men, our ancestors, each in his own time. But of others there is no memory, for when they ceased, they ceased. And they are as though they had not lived, they and their children after them. Yet these also were godly men whose virtues have not been forgotten. Their wealth remains in their families, their heritage with their descendants. Through God's covenant with them, their family endures, their posterity, for their sake. And for all time, their progeny will endure. Their glory will never be blotted out. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord takes delight in his people. The Lord takes delight in his people. Sing to the Lord a new song of praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in their maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. The Lord takes delight in his people. Let them praise his name in the festive dance. Let them sing praise to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord loves his people, and he adorns the lowly with victory. The Lord takes delight in his people. Let the faithful exalt in glory. Let them sing for joy upon their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats. This is the glory of all his faithful. Alleluia. The Lord takes delight in his people. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I chose you from the world to go and bear fruit that will last, says the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple area. He looked around at everything, and since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, he was hungry, and seeing from a distance a fig tree in leaf. He went over to see if he could find anything on it, and when he reached it, he found nothing but leaves. It was not a time for figs. And he said to it in reply, May no one ever eat your fruit again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem, and on entering the temple area, he began to drive out those selling and buying there. He overturned tables and the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. He did not permit anyone to carry anything through the temple area. And then... He taught them, saying, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer 
for our peoples, but you have made it a den of thieves. The chief priests and the scribes came to hear of it and were seeking a way to put him to death. Yet they feared him because the whole crowd was astonished at his teaching. When the evening came, they went out of the city. Early in the morning, as they were walking along, they saw the fig tree withered to its roots. Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus said to him in reply, Have faith in God. Amen, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it shall be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, all that you ask for in prayer, believe that you will receive it, and it shall be yours. When you stand to pray, forgive anyone against whom you have a grievance, so that your heavenly Father may in turn forgive you your transgressions. The Gospel of the Lord. Those who have taken Steve Gunning's Bible class on the Gospel of Mark must certainly have studied the literary form that our Gospel reading uses today. It's a kind of a sandwich construction in which a story is interrupted by a whole different story. It's called an intercalation in biblical terms. And here today, the story of the withered fig tree is interrupted by Jesus cleansing the temple. Two things that seem to be unrelated. Mark says that that was the moment in the temple that the chief priests and the scribes were beginning to fear Jesus. You may ask why? They were not the target of Jesus' angers, but the money changers. But these two groups, the priests and the scribes, very well understood that with the coming of Jesus, their days in power were counted. And that future for them is fairly well described in the parable of the fig tree surrounding that temple story. And if you read it well, you can make the conclusion it wouldn't end very well for those fruitless trees. Now, according to Mark, the fig tree withered because it was cursed by the Lord. Now, that's not the way we like to see Jesus, huh? Cursing is not very often thought of when anyone asks the question, what would Jesus do? 
WWJD. Curse. Well, that's not the first thing that comes up. Because isn't Jesus the one who always affirms us and comforts and makes us feel good about ourselves? Well, apparently not. God, as the Magnificat, tells us every day, he exalts the lowly and brings down the haughty. And that's a good thing. Because, for example, how can a gathering be called blessed when scoffers have a good time with gossip and mockery? The sage Sirach even claims that those will not even see the end of day. He says literally, of them there is no memory, for when they ceased, they ceased. And they are as though they had not lived, they and their children after them. Oh, that's quite something. But it doesn't say that God is mean or revengeful or hateful. No, it says that God is real. God is real at all times. And in his real presence, all that is empty, all that is false, simply cannot coexist. I would say that it is actually a merciful thing to remind your brother or sister, or your son or your daughter, of that truth, that real presence in the real presence, falsehood and emptiness cannot remain. It's a merciful thing to remind those we love when they are on that subtle path of destruction to remind them of that truth. Now, but what if our good intentions are not appreciated? We, see, we run into that quite often. Or what if they are violently rejected? Well, the remedy that St. Mark gives is very simple. Have faith. Have faith in God. Trust in God's truth. It may be hidden at some times. It may be obscured deliberately. It may be damaged. But it will prevail. And why wouldn't we rather be on that side of reality? As we seek to follow Christ to the fullness 
and reality of life. Let us now turn to the Father to ask for all that we need. For all members of the Church, may God plant the seed of His Word in our hearts, that we may help bring about His Kingdom on earth. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For leaders and public officials, may God strengthen them in always choosing life for the unborn, the poor, and the vulnerable. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Pope Francis and all clergy who are charged with leading the Church in the modern world, may God infuse them with his wisdom and the grace they need to answer their call. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those in government positions throughout the world, may God lead them in the ways of wise decision-making. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who suffer from the ravages of war or violence, may God comfort them and heal their pain. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For the elderly in this faith community who suffer the challenges of aging, may God send them his consolation and inspire others to be sensitive to their needs. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For all who have died, may God welcome them among the saints and the angels as they enter eternal life. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And this morning our special prayer is asked for the repose of the soul of Carter and Caney. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. God of mercy, we bring you these prayers and needs before you, trusting that whatever we ask in faith will be answered according to your great love through Christ our Lord. Amen. 